Welcome to the Nonprofit Answers Podcast, where you find answers to your marketing and fundraising questions. You will learn how to raise more money to help more people. And now your host, Jeremy Rice. Today's question is about communicating with major donors. Before I jump too far into the episode, I want to encourage you to go buy a book. It is a book by Tim Smith. It's called Donors Are People Too. Tim lays out a case for building relationships with major donors. He is one of the best. Uh, He's been at organizations that have raised over a billion dollars in his career. He is the leading expert in major donor relationships. I can't encourage you enough to go read this book. It's not just for major donor reps or for people who work with major donors. But if you read this book, then what you will find is that your viewpoint of how your nonprofit should be in relation to donors will completely change. You will find that the tips and hints and advice that Tim gives about building relationships with donors will fundamentally change how you view communication with donors and how you view fundraising. So I encourage you, Donors Are People Too by Tim Smith. It's available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, any of the major booksellers. Go grab a copy, read it. It's a quick read. And I know that your view on fundraising will change for the better when you read this book. Now we're going to jump into Gary's question about major donors and how we communicate them with them, specifically via email. My name is Gary, and I have a question about major donors. Should we send them all the same digital communication pieces we send the general donors, or should we suppress email to them? Thanks a lot for your help. Gary, thank you for your question. It's a really great timing as a lot of organizations are struggling with how do we define great communication plans that take into account different segmentations or different types of donors. A major, mid-level, general, or monthly donor, they're all going to need different types of communication and different ways that we communicate with them because they have different passions and they have different desires and different ability to support the cause of our organization. So as we build relationships with different types of donors so that we can be in community with one another, supporting the passion, the cause that we uh, support as an organization, we need to define the ways that we communicate with these donors that are effective in building that relationship and that community. And so your question about email and major donors really resonates with a lot of organizations right now. The cool thing is I don't believe it's an either-or situation. I don't believe that it's either you do or don't send email to major donors. I believe it's a matter of email is a channel. And what you need to do is effectively build a communication plan around email so that the frequency and the types of emails that you send major donors make sense for where they're at in relationship to your organization. Email is simply another channel of communication. Uh, And so the determining factor that I see with major donors is whether or not they're on a caseload, meaning they have a donor rep assigned to manage them and to communicate with them. Uh, When you have a donor rep involved in the situation, then I believe that your communication plan with those particular donors needs to change to reflect that. If you don't have a major donor rep assigned to a particular major donor, then you need to have a specific communication plan that works for that donor. So let's take the scenario of uh, that a major donor is on a caseload. They do have someone that is um, 
working with them, the same person working with them that communicates with them on a regular basis. Really, there's three things that, that I look at here when a donor is on a caseload. Caseload donors do need to receive regular communication from the organization. In this case, it would be from the donor rep. They don't need to receive the same communication that everyone else is receiving, but they do need to receive some regular communication because they are going to be building a relationship with this particular donor rep and the organization. Second, then I would have a major donor rep forward appropriate emails that come through uh, that from the organization that go out to the mass uh, donors. I would have them forward those emails with a note that's personalized to the major donor. And again, this doesn't need to be every single one. You know, at, our, at Food for the Hungry, we send out several emails a month. That might be too much for a particular major donor to receive. So the major donor rep would customize which ones and decide which ones make the most sense from a frequency standpoint and a messaging standpoint for that major donor. If you have a major donor who's really passionate about one area of work in your organization, it probably doesn't make a lot of sense to send them an email that focuses on a different area of work unless you're trying to really broaden the appeal of the organization uh, to that particular major donor rep. And third, you need to create a communication stream, especially when it comes to success and impact stories. This is an area that you could put them into a an email file that uh, receives stories that other donors are receiving. And these would be success impact stories that really tell um, of the great work that your organization is doing with existing uh, donor dollars. Of course, you know, if you have a success story from a project that a major donor was involved with, that should definitely come to them and it definitely should come from uh, the major donor rep telling that that story. One of the examples of of one thing that we're doing at Food for the Hungry for major donors is if they are a major donor who also sponsors a child, we're working on a a plan to send one of our people in the field in the country where that child is to go out and and shoot a little video of that child um, saying hi to their major donor. And so this way you'll be able to really uh, personalize a message to this major donor with something that they're passionate about, this child that they're sponsoring through Food for the Hungry. So if you have a case where you have a great story that really will impact the major donor and you can get video of it or get someone to tell you that story to communicate to the major donor, that's going to be a really positive experience for that major donor and really help build up that relationship that you have with him or her. If the major donor is not on a caseload, then you've got uh, some different decisions to make about the communication stream for that donor. So that donor, um, what what I would recommend is that you customize email appeals to their giving history. So both the cause and the amounts of donations should be customized or personalized to what that uh, major donor has given in the past. You don't want to send an email to a donor that's given you frequently uh, $10,000 gifts and ask them for $50 because they might just give you $50. And so you really want to customize that particular email to something that they're passionate about and also to the giving levels that they're passionate about giving to. You don't want to neglect your major donor prospects or your mid-level donors in this case. If you don't have a capacity to have a donor rep assigned to mid-level donors, you still need to build out a communication stream both for mid-level donors and for major donor prospects, those people that meet certain criteria that they could potentially move into becoming a major donor. You know, this is one area that a lot of organizations struggle is building this communication funnel such that general donors move into becoming mid-level prospects, 
mid-level prospects move into becoming mid-level donors. Mid-level donors become major prospects, and major prospects become major donors. When you bid out a really effective communication stream, then it's going to provide a lot of value to those donors, which will then help move them along this path to really maximize the impact that they can make for the cause that they want to support. And so you want to develop a communication plan for each one of those areas to really keep people engaged with the organization. And basically the communication plan is when and what will you send to this particular segmentation of donors? What is going to appeal to them? What's going to speak to their heart, to their passion, to their feelings about your cause, about your organization. And that's what a communication plan is. Might look like a 12-month calendar, an 18-month calendar, uh, but it's effectively what are you going to send and when are you going to send it um, that makes the most sense for each one of those segmentations. Most of all, remember, you're building a relationship with these folks. There's a long-running joke in the nonprofit space, and it goes like this. Are you receiving too many communications from a nonprofit? Just donate three grand. They won't communicate with you anymore. Too often, nonprofits get scared to communicate too much with a mid-level or major donor, and they end up not communicating at all. You're missing an opportunity to get to know the donor and what her desires are, what her dreams are, what her passions are. Uh, And so you don't want to fall into the trap of not communicating with a mid-level or a major donor. And if you don't have a situation where you have a rep or you've got people that are of that level and you just don't have enough reps to cover them, then you do need to build a communication stream that makes sense for that major donor, um, something that fits into the frequency of communication that they want to receive from your organization, and really fits the passion of what they're interested in and excited about supporting with your organization. Thanks again, Gary, for this question. It's really, uh, I think, impactful timing um, for a lot of nonprofits trying to figure out, uh, you know, how do they and when do they communicate with uh, major donors? And I really encourage you to look at your email stream and decide what makes the most sense for those major donors and for the position that you're in as an organization uh, so that you can really uh, continue to build a good relationship with those donors to not fall into the trap of where you stop communicating with donors, uh, but you really you know, play into um, the passions that they have because that's why they're giving to your organization. They have passions. Uh, they want to support your cause. And so you really want to uh, make sure that you provide the information that they need so that they can continue um, feeling good about your organization and the cause. Thanks, Gary. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Nonprofit Answers Podcast. Please take a moment to rate and review this podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcasting service. Your rating and review will help other nonprofit professionals find this podcast to get their nonprofit questions answered. Thanks again.